0: Welcome everyone to The Russell Show. I'm your host, Russell Chaudhry. I can't wait to jump in today's podcast episode. Episode number 133, we have a special guest, Anne Holm. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Anne her newest book called The Educator Bandwidth. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast, and let's dive in. Hi, Anne. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you doing
1: Good, good. Happy to be here. Yeah, the pleasure
0: is mine. I'm super excited to learn more about your new book, The Educator Bandwidth. So before we get into like learning more about your book, I'd love to know more about you. Why did you write the book and how did you end up in the business world?
1: Oh, okay. So um, the book was written uh, and it was a a book that or a concept that was started actually prior to the pandemic, so in 2015. So um, I've been an executive coach for 13 years. Prior to that, I worked for 25 years with brain injury. So I know quite a bit about the brain. I kind of uh, grew up in the trenches, so to speak, by working with brain injured people. Uh, But anyway, uh, uh, my co-author and I were working uh, with a particular group um, in 2013 and then in twenty fifteen, we were having the same um uh, uh cohort uh style um uh, leadership development program right. they were having a hard time making their making their appointments uh the people that had uh recommended them for the leadership program weren't uh keeping any of their appointments or doing any of the yeah. work and and so. Uh, we thought to ourselves, there's something going on here. People must really be stretched mm-hmm. uh, because in the span of two years, same program, same style, we couldn't get anybody to uh, you know, do the work. So uh, we put together a survey in 2015 about bandwidth and we discovered that people were at a very low level of bandwidth. And what I mean by bandwidth is the ability to Uh, keep your focus get things done etc that it was really really stretched so we put together the survey and we had it validated by a cohort or a a colleague of ours and then it just sat for a while and then in uh 2020 we started to think well maybe we ought to write a book about this so because we had what we had was a uh what I would say a bird's eye position in that we started looking at people being stretched and uh, not having enough bandwidth prior to the pandemic. So this isn't a pandemic book at all, uh, although the pandemic you know, accelerated the effects of it. Yeah. Um and so that's how we ended up writing the book. Um, my uh, co-author is um, in the sector of education i've done some things in education uh but so we set it um in the sector of education because teachers in particular are very very stressed right now
0: Mm. yeah
1: and and this isn't just a phenomenon in the united states it's happening worldwide so so that's what the book is about just help help these (laughs) these individuals reclaim you know, their bandwidth and their energy, passion and time as well. So,
0: yeah. And it got interesting title, like Educator Bandwidth. And how, how did you come up with the name?
1: Um, so. We were through all working titles um, and we were talking about, about things like focus and, and, and all of that. Uh, but we felt like bandwidth captured it all, sure. and the the line after it, a "Reclaim your energy, passion, and time." We feel that a lot of individuals who are in the field of education, and actually more than education, other businesses as well. We've done some of this work with businesses as well. Um, you you lose your energy, your passion, uh, and your management of your time, if your bandwidth is is stretched like that, so um, it just felt like that captured the whole essence of it. Yeah, so, that's
0: great. Yeah, and is your book published yet, or like uh, you?
1: Um, it published in July twenty twenty two. So it's okay. it's available now. It's available on Kindle and and um and Amazon and you know other. Uh, I, I'm I'm suspecting that you can get it mm. world worldwide now. I think. Um, but, uh, because of Kindle and things like that. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So
0: congratulations on your newest. Publisher. Thank you. And yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank that you. That
0: does really well. So I have like a few questions for you. So one sure. would be like, what is the key thing like you try to imply on the book, right? For our audiences listening, what the benefit they can get from reading the book.
1: Okay. So, um, the benefit that they can get is to take a step back and look at their habits, um, personally, but also what an organization's Mm -hmm. habits and and norms are. So you can't have one without the other. So if you do all the things in the book that will help you increase your bandwidth, increase your, you know your your uh, your energy and all of that. If you don't have your organization sort of backing those things up, then you're going to fall short. Likewise, if your organization changes a few things around, but you don't um, uh, do something for yourself, you're going to fall short. So I'll give you an example. So um, the email policy might be be something that that would capture this thought so uh you may be one of those people who think you've got to return an email right away all the time so you get distracted by emails your email notifications go on you feel like you've got to send them back to show that you care and all and all those kinds of things um and the organization might say yeah you know you got to return your emails within an hour or something like that well what that ends up doing is splitting your attention so if you for instance want to get on a roll with something and you want to create something it takes 25 minutes for your brain to get fully engaged in something well you can never achieve that if you're shifting over and doing email right so yeah i mean i mean i think a lot of people can relate to it no matter what the industry is so you have to not only take a step back and look at what you're doing and how often your attention is getting taken away from something, you also have to look at what the organizational policy is. So if, for instance, a business or an education uh, entity said, you know what, you don't have. You have 24 hours to return an email, or you have 12 hours, or you have 18 hours, so that you don't have this this uh, expectation that you have to pivot away from what you're doing constantly, right. which is an incredible drainer of brain energy and bandwidth. That would be an gotcha. example. Yeah. So, um, and there's multiple multiple examples of things that that uh, you know we get in the habit of doing, and then can't understand why we feel so overwhelmed. Um, another example is like young teachers will often give away their phone number for texting and mm-hmm. then they'll be getting texts 24 hours a day. Well, you don't think of that when you, when you start, you know, when you hand out your phone number, but these are the types of things we're having people become a little more mindful about because the, um, the uh, implications on uh, your brain injury, energy and bandwidth are huge.
0: Yeah. So as far as I understand, like your book main focus on like on focusing, right? <laughs> so a little bit. Like a,
1: focus.
0: yeah, how to have like a proper focus on doing task and so rather not get distracted. Like we oftentimes as an entrepreneur, we get distracted so much. And right now, isn't on a phone, it's not like analog anymore. It's like a touch screen. Yep. You got YouTube, you got Facebook, you got so many things, LinkedIn, yep. email, business. And so many yep. other opportunities comes in personal life, professional life. So how do you actually manage that kind of focus so we can stay focused? Like, do you have any kind of ritual you need to follow, like let's say for like uh, checking email, checking social media, or kind of thing?
1: Yeah. So um, actually, uh, the, what we start with is is the survey, the bandwidth survey survey for for people to take a step back and have a look. So mm-hmm. we're not looking to have you blame yourself or blame your organization or blame the circumstances or anything else. So just that kind of detached, almost like a uh, anthropologist, take a look at what's going on here and see what you're doing. And so one of the questions in there, you know, you brought up social media. One of the questions in there is I use social media uh, to the point where it doesn't sour my mood so uh if you start to pay attention to the impact of social media for instance that's yeah. just one question but it's one in which you might look at it and not punish yourself like i can't believe i spend this much time and so, you know and you beat yourself into the ground but say look at the look at the data here the you're spending a lot of time it's souring your mood so we have suggestions on some things that a person can do to uh reduce that impact. One of them, for instance, would be to just remove the, the apps on your phone. Yeah. Uh, we, use, we use the term uh, cognitive steps. and what that means is is that if you have if you can add more steps before you access that piece of social media, it, there's going to be a point at which it's not worth the trouble anymore. If it's if it's a one click, like, you know, one click and you sign on to Facebook, one click and you sign on to Instagram or one click and you sign on to this or that. It's going to be very easy and almost habitual to just pull the phone out of your pocket and just start staring at the screen. Right. So so add steps, either, you know, take the, the app off, don't have any auto sign in. Um, And if worse comes to worse, take your phone and put the cover on backwards and put tape around it and put it in another room (laughs) so that you can focus whatever it takes to get you to the point where you're no longer habitually just pulling this thing out. And then an hour later, you're still on TikTok or something. And again, it's not to blame yourself, but to understand the nature of it and just take a step back and think about what can you do to uh, to change that. Yeah. um so um it's and that's just like
0: self-control uh, uh, isn't it like a self-controlling like what we need to do so we have to understand it's a yeah. problem itself right yeah. so sometimes like if we yeah. don't consider it as, uh, some kind of problem or distraction we oftentimes it's, it's a normal going on the social media going on checking emails it's fine like and um, nothing harming me yeah uh, why i'm doing uh, not productive because of something else we're blaming others uh blaming on like our co-worker or like our boss employee or like a client if it's a business owner so rather than we no don't take in charge for ourselves right is it need to be self-control like yeah if I'm tempted to go watching the YouTube videos during my work hours, I, I need to ask myself like why actually I'm doing that right If, if it's my time for like, right. my business and building a task I have to do so rather than like uh, yeah we oftentimes like you feel like uh, this is more creating things like uh, going scrolling on a social media, Facebook seeing other people's life and then we get distracted thinking oh my friend life is so much better than mine. And then we'll start comparing, yeah. feel disappointed in ourselves. Yeah. Then we do take an action. But what's the point of taking the action? I'm not going to make that much money. I'm not going to progress on my career. So I just leave yeah. it. And that's like a, yeah. do one day, two days and year by year, it's the same thing. So how do you get out of the habit? Like yeah. you, you said uh, so nicely, like if you need to be taken off your phone and get rid of it. But that's, that's like a great yeah. thing. But at the same time, like we could probably going to do one day or two days. Then after that, like after end yeah. of the week, we're gonna go back to the old habit. So creating the habit, having the kind of self yeah yeah well control, how do you get started with that?
1: Okay, so I love that you brought that up because you're right. That's you know you're almost having to retrofit some uh, new habits. So if you uh, take yourself back to when these things didn't even exist, yeah. all right. So uh, where I mean, you can go back even as as far back as when phones were connected to the wall. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> even, you know. And then, and then we go to the to the flip cell phone. So if you had to text something, it took forever. You it's know, weird. remember? I don't know if you were the where you do the one, two, three to get to the eight. You know, to the different letters. And yeah, stuff. I it was very. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was very arduous and things like that. Um. So when we got uh, into something like phone use, it um. We didn't get a manual that said, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, this is the kind of stuff that could happen if you start doing one click shopping or, you know, or you do social media one click or this or that. I mean, we never got any instruction ahead of time that the potential consequences of this could be that you could habitually um, uh, start using uh, social media a lot. Okay, so you have to take that fact and see it for what it is and say okay you know what it's a habit um i didn't do this to myself on purpose uh but the nature of it was it you know it created habits so i have to become mindful about that And take a step back and sort of do things that are going to make those habits get chopped up and broken up a little bit. It takes six weeks at least to to get a new habit going. Um, And so, you know, you have to understand that's what it's going to take. Now, the one thing I do want to say is, is that this is just one piece of it. There's other things that will stretch your bandwidth. It's multitasking. It's trying to be in two places mentally uh, at the same time. So for instance, let's say you are going to go to your child's side and you've got all this work you think you have to do uh, that you can't let go of that thought so you can enjoy your kids soccer match, or talk to the person next to you. You know, I know people can relate to this, this divided attention. I should be here, but I'm here. I'm on my phone while they're there, or I should be home. And so we make suggestions in the book, like set a physical timer, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. You're not going to You're going to put the phone in your pocket, 45 minutes, and you're going to enjoy the soccer game. And when the alarm goes off, then you can start thinking about something else. So you give yourself permission to focus on only one thing, but we are always full of this, of these divided priorities. And so being able to manage them, even by using something like a timer can help us stay on one thing, then go to the other. That's another way we can improve bandwidth.
0: Yeah, that's great thing. Like I struggle most of the time, like I do multitasking, right? If I'm doing something, if I'm driving, I'm thinking about my work, my podcasting, or so many other creative things comes along. And sometimes I just miss great moments because sometimes my wife even talking to me, I was like, after 10 minutes, did you get what I said? I was like, yeah, probably 20% of it, 80% of them going over my head because I'm proper zoned out with my work and everything sometimes. And yeah, that's yep. a great way, like how you mentioned, like putting a timer on or something. And I do the same thing uh, last few months, What is actually like, uh, if I need to worry about something, like uh, w- once, uh, probably half an hour, once a day, rather mm-hmm. than whole 24 hours. So yep. when I'm going to sleep, I'm not thinking about, like everything taken care of, not worry about it. If you need to worry, yep. that's 11 a.m. Not early morning, not later on. So later on, going to keep you awake. So if it's eleven yep. AM, it's not disrupting in uh, your day-to-day like activities and the first thing. So you know uh, compromising your morning routine and the same time you know ruining your late night sleep. If you start worrying about six PM or eight PM, then it's too late to conquer the world. Yeah. Like everything shut down. Probably you're not gonna get reply back to like companies or anything, or probably you're not gonna yeah. get a good sleep because you're worrying about it. your food not gonna get digested because you're stressed out. So so many. Uh, (laughs) negativity comes along with
1: absolutely
0: so I'm using that oh yeah working really well for me
1: it's yeah it's really huge in fact um the uh the book is is divided up in in um, six sections and we talk about um for instance balancing your priorities so how is it that you're able to uh balance the multiple things that are Mm -hmm. important to you you. And so, again, that idea of the soccer match and you think you should be at work, being yeah. you know, being able to to focus on that one thing that's important. Um, and the reason why that's important, by the way, it's not just uh, because you're splitting your attention, but it's also because as human beings, we are wired to connect with other human beings. We are. That's what that's what builds bandwidth is that uh, yeah. connection with people. So if if you are not meaningfully connecting with somebody. uh, You run the risk of decreased bandwidth and this feeling of just de-energized isolation. We Mm. get into the habit of thinking everything's got to be on a screen, but we actually really do need these other things. So um, balancing priorities. Um, Another one we talked about, and I heard you bring up sleep. Um, When it comes to having enough bandwidth, we have to take care of ourselves. So things like sleep. So a lot of times what people will do is they'll work all the way up to the time that they go to bed and then they think they can go to sleep. Um, and actually then you take all your wind down energy with you to bed and you go to, you know, you end up falling asleep by 1am or you, you, drop off quickly and then you're up again like at one o'clock thinking about all the things that you need to do or ideas that you have or whatever and and there really needs to be a a routine so you can wind down at night so you can actually get sleep because that's another thing that decreases bandwidth and if productivity is your is your game you do a hell of a lot better with productivity if you've had decent sleep so um and a lot of people think that they're they're night owls but there are very few that actually are on top of that
0: night sleep is so important like uh, those (laughs) who don't understand i I don't know how to explain that because even though you feel like you're getting up during the daytime boy it's not going to give you the same amount of energy you should be getting the rested body gas in the night night sleep is really really important and I diagnosed with IVD last few months back and I couldn't sleep for like over a month because I was fainting during my sleep because I was really low level of my blood in my body. So I can tell you like how bad it was. Like uh, I needed a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really important. And looking after yourself is most important part in the whole world, right? Money, success and everything is just a temporary. And, yes. this, and these things you can build on. But if you lose your... Uh, body and you lose your time then that things they cannot buy or it can bring it back so yeah and I yeah like talking to you and discuss about your book Uh, I hope the book is really successful and yeah we're coming to end of the podcast so those who's listening if anyone wants to reach out to you learn more about you and your business or get the copy of your book where's the best place to find you
1: okay uh anholm.net, so annhol .net um the book is available also on uh, amazon um and so it's uh educator bandwidth how to reclaim your energy passion and time anybody though can use it it's not just for educators uh lots of good tips in there on how to how to get your energy passion and time back so yeah. thank you
0: you're most welcome. I really appreciate it you for your time. I know you have a busy schedule and yeah, um, I wish you best of luck with your business and your career as well. And your book gets successful as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the time.
0: Yeah, the pleasure was mine.
1: Okay. So yeah, that's a wrap guys.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. You know how to reach out to Anne and go check our website and also reach out on a social media platform and get a copy of our book. And yeah, read it yourself and leave some comments and review on the podcast as well. I hope to see you all in next episode. Thank you.